0: Welcome to the OA Light a Candle meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on Light a Candle podcasts are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would like. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Natalie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Natalie, compulsive reader. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, I know many of you, which is so nice. I'm actually a little nervous because I haven't been in an in-person meeting in a year and a half, so. Um, But anyways, I think I'll speak for about maybe 20, 30 minutes, and then I'll open it up for questions because that's a really important part of it. Um, I'm passing around my pictures, and the bottom middle picture is um, I was at my heaviest, which was 36 years ago, um, 1995, and I was about, well, at least 40 pounds more. But when you're 5'2", 40 pounds is like 100 pounds. Um, so I think what I'll do is I'll go through the steps, because that seems to help people the most. Um, just to say my my overall story is I came in when I was a teenager. I was 15 years old in high school, and uh, my mom used to drive me to, um, the meetings. I didn't have my driver's license. And it took me 10 years to get my current, uh, well, if I make it to mid-January, it will be 19 years. Um... And it took 10 years because I'm very stubborn, and I want things my way, and um, I know it better. You know, yes, I came in, I was really young, that's true, but um, that's just part of my personality also. Uh, So the first step actually took me the longest to get because this is not what the step says, but what I read was, you are stupid. That is not what the step says. what the step says is you know we had manure pars over food, which i am it 's specifically about food, and my life is unmanageable and i didn 't realize at the time how my life was unmanageable um, with food, with relationships. you know when people are in high school, they do dating in college anyways i didn 't get to any of that until after college. Um, you know my life was basically work, um, eating. And, uh, and TV, you know, and then before that, it was school, you know, it was just really, um, food had a big, big part, I remember we used to have these, like, 24-hour hangovers from sugar, my head would explode, I ate so much sugar, um, it just goes on and on, um, my current abstinence is, um, so I don't eat sugar, so specifically recreational sugar, so I don't eat desserts like, uh, well, everybody knows what desserts are, <laughs> and um, and white flour. Um, so, um, and I will say this one story that, you know, there were a few things that really brought me to my current abstinence, but two things really made me become, have this abstinence. The first thing was... Um, I went to this weekend that, that has nothing to do with the way, but I realized I'm never going to be these ages again. I'm never going to be 21, 22, 23, 24, which now I'm like twice that age. But anyways, <laughs> it's like I'm never going to be these ages. My life is just passing by, and that was really, really scary, you know. And then the second thing that happened that I'll never forget in my life is um, I fainted. I, we walked in the desert. During the day, I didn't drink enough water, but I'm almost sure if I ate the way you're supposed to be eating, I wouldn't have fainted. But anyways, I fainted that night, and um, my four front teeth, anyways, you can't see it anyways, but um, they're not real. <laughs> they're veneers, and um, my sister called me Bugs Bunny the next morning, which was very lovely. So, um, and it was hours, like the dentist had to repair it for hours, because I looked like Bugs Bunny. So, um, I think my hair power really wanted to do to wake me up, because you can't ignore something like that. I mean, I couldn't ignore it. Um, the second and third step, you know, came to believe that a power in ourselves could restore us to sanity. It took me a long, long, long time to really believe step two and three. Um, I had a sponsor for about 20 years. I think most of the people here know. Um, she passed about mid-January. Um, her name was Nancy, and she really helped me believe. I didn't believe, but she believed. And she really helped me kind of be like my OA mom. Um, I I got to know her when I was around 23 years old. Um, and uh, I still think about some of the things that she would say. Like She would say stuff like, how old do you think you sound like right now? <laughs> you know? She's, she was really funny. And um, she would just say all these things and you know, or, or she would say act as if or... Um, I talked to her husband not too long ago, and, um, you know, he was like, you could always know she would have your back, and she did, and um, so, anyways, um, so she really helped me with step two and three. For me, where I see my higher power is in nature. I go for walks every morning, and, um, yeah, I love being outside, um, but that's where I see my higher power. I know some people have a really close connection to their higher power. I can't say I'm quite there, but um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, I talk to my sponsor. I have a current sponsor I've had for about five years. I talk to her um, four days a week. I have three sponsees of my own, and um, I call three people every day. I go to at least three meetings. I still do all the stuff I did in the beginning. I still work through the steps. I'm working again for the probably ninth time by now, something like that. Anyways, uh, step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Um, I actually left away because of this, because I thought, you know, I don't need this step, and I don't need four through nine. That's just too much work. (laughs) So I'm leaving, which sounds really funny, but it's not really funny. So, um, you know, I had resentment upon resentment upon resentment. And um, what I do have to say, because I actually had a few people recently ask, like, is it helpful to go through the steps again? And what I can say is... um, when I first did the steps, I had like pages and pages and pages of resentment. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And now um, I have more fears than resentments. The last inventory I did, I think I read it to my sponsor within the last year. It was like a few, but not very much. You know, and the reason is because I write my ten step every day, you know. I don't hold on to these resentments for three years because I can't. I can't sleep at night. This is what happens. If I'm resentful at someone, then... um, And before I forget, thank you, Jesse, for asking me to speak. (laughs) If I'm resentful at Jesse, you know, at 2 in the morning, I'm thinking about her. You know, it's really very lovely when, you know, you're talking to yourself at 2 in the morning and you're losing sleep when the other person's not even there. (laughs) Um, Step 5, you know, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. That was one of the most healing steps, um... When I came in, I was a teenager, and um, I don't know how it is with kids now. But anyways, I had two sisters and my family, everybody was really busy. And so there weren't too many moments where somebody just sat and like really listened to what I said without doing like two million other things. And so it was like a life-changing thing that somebody just sat and listened, you know. Um, And it's been also really transforming the other way, you know, being a listener to my sponsees. Um, and I have to say um, that my sponsors have helped me so much getting through this pandemic um, with all the ups and the downs. Um, step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. This might also sound funny, but I'm, I'm being totally serious, is that I just didn't think any of my character defects were that bad. I mean, I just thought, I really thought it was an unnecessary step. That's what I really thought. I was like, I don't understand why they have these (laughs) steps. Anyways, so, um, but you know, my sponsor, Nancy, uh, very kindly said, your selfishness, self-centeredness is coming up again, or judgment, or jealousy, or ego. And, um, you know, she pointed it out so many times that now I can almost like see it almost immediately. And I have a choice. I can either act on it, or I can turn it over, and that's such a gift that I have a choice, because before, I just didn't even notice it, which is kind of embarrassing, but that's the truth, um, you know, and then humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings, I mean, you know, from where I was, you know, when I think about it, like, 18 plus years ago, um, you know, I ate so much sugar, I had a hard time concentrating, I didn't know it affects your brain so much, um, when I stopped eating, you know, the desserts, I had so much time on my hands, I didn't know what to do with myself, and, uh, because, you know, when you're thinking about food, buying food, obsessing about, it, I mean, it just, it's like a full-time job, it is a full-time job, it truly really is, anyways, uh, step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all, um, you know, step eight and step nine, you know, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others, um, were really scary steps, and, you know, it was very life-changing, I have to say, I've made all my amends, now it's just living amends, but I can walk into wherever, and I know whoever I'm going to run into, I'm going to feel okay running into them, Um, you know, back when people used to meet face-to-face, I did my amends face-to-face, and uh, it was hard, it it was hard, but but it was life-changing. It really was. Um, step 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we are wrong, promptly admitted it. So I do write a 10-step every day. Um, and I'm a morning person. So like, I write my 10-step like around 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Because um, once night comes and then forget about it, I just go to sleep. But for me, if I have a resentment at 9 in the morning... If I can, I write about it at 9 in the morning. I don't wait until 5 because what happens is that I've already thought about that person so many times and I probably didn't even do anything the rest of the day. So (laughs) what's the point of that? Um, And I have to say it's been so helpful to write. You know, one of the things that's been really helping the last year and a half is writing a lot. Uh, 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him. Praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. So um, when I came in, I just well, I thought meditation was for basically I thought meditation was for the Dalai Lama, and since mm-hmm. I wasn't that, then there's no need for that step. And then uh, prayer, I just didn't see the point of prayer uh, because because of stuff that happened over uh, generations, and so I didn't I didn't believe in a higher power. I came in um, really not believing in a higher power, and now I do think there is something bigger than us, um, and I have to say, I didn't really get into meditation until about 14 years ago, higher power played a big trick on me, I started my current job, and I had to be in charge of this meditation lady um, coming to speak, and I thought, oh, this is going to be so boring, I just can't <laughs> believe I have to put this together, and it's part of my job, so I just couldn't wait for this thing to be over. And um, she was amazing. And I still go to her, you know, stuff. Anyways, it really showed me that it's not just for some, I don't know, somewhere out there. It's like really for real life people. Um, And then step 12, having had a spiritual awakening, um, as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to other compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. You know, this is true. When I first started... Well, first of all, I didn't want to talk to my sponsor every day. And then I didn't want to talk to any sponsees every day because I just thought, I don't have time and I don't have the patience. And why would I want to do that? But um, I have to say, working with sponsees has been, like, life-changing. It's really helped me improve my relationships with people and um, understand people better. You know, because before my main relationship... I mean, I had people in my life, but food was such a major relationship. And I still... Believe me, I still... You know, think about food, and I still, you know, ate three meals, usually two snacks, sometimes three, but usually two, and um, and I've lost about it's about forty pounds, Um, but it's just made such a big difference. Um, I know people think of the pandemic as being a big thing, which it is, Um, but uh, my dad almost died three times because of major surgeries the last few years, and so that was much bigger than the pandemic. That was really scary and, um, so we, he was in and out of hospitals for multiple things, and, uh, if I didn't have program, I would have just gained, like, I gain. I just talked to somebody this morning, I gain weight so quickly, it's, it's ridiculous, really, and, um, if I didn't have program and calling people and writing and, um, being busy with program, I would have just, you know, and then just different life events, you know, life, life keeps going on, um, I was very very angry when my sponsor was first diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer uh, about 9 years ago. And um I was angry at my heart for about a year. I mean, I was so angry. And um anyways, uh, she made it for another 8 years after that, which I didn't think she would. And um and statistically it's and most people don't, but uh, but she really did it, you know, gracefully and um You know, at her memorial, uh, which I haven't gone to that many memorials in my life, but the Zoom, it was just so heartfelt what people said about her, and I really felt like, um, you know, she made such a big difference in a lot of people's lives, including mine. And, um, yeah, so let's see. I think I'll just wrap it up the last few minutes with um, some of the gifts, and then um, I'll open it up for questions. So, you know, some of the gifts are, I actually realized that the last time I spoke at this podium, um, that was four days before my ex-boyfriend broke up with me, (laughs) so that was the last time two and a half years ago, which, as you can imagine, had a lot of feelings afterwards, but, you know, life just has, stuff happens. I mean, my sister moved with all my nephews to the other side of the world, and they're little kids, and I don't spend as much time with them because they don't live close by, but, um, you know, thank goodness for technology. And I can see them on video, and it's not the same, but it is what it is now. Um, Lots of changes at work. You know, I'm sure for everybody else it's also. Um, My parents have had quite a lot of health things, and the most recent thing, which I'm still working on, I mean, I've accepted it, but it's like, um, my mom has macular degeneration, uh, which means that she, her vision, she's not completely blind, but her vision has gone much worse, and um, she gave up her driver's license about three weeks ago, so um, so my parents kind of need my help more. But they have a really good attitude, but it's still very, um, we're all getting older, which is really something else. Uh, let's see. Um... yeah I think I'll open it up for questions now, whether it's zoom or or real real people. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Natalie, thank you so much. Um you were talking when you first started about um, stubbornness how do you how do you get a defective character like that? How do you get that removed, or how do you work on that? Oh, okay, okay, I'm gonna remember to repeat the question. okay, <laughs> how do you get? stubbornness, a defective character, like stubbornness removed. Okay, this is going to sound banging my head against the wall so many times that I'm like, is this going to happen again? I mean, are you serious? I mean, when I fainted, that was a big, scary lesson. I didn't know if I was going to faint again in, in my life, which thankfully I haven't. But I think because stubbornness has, there's stubbornness and there's persistence. On the one hand, I can be persistent in a lot of things that helped me learn English, you know, in a year. But on the other hand, I can be stubborn and want things my way no matter what. So, um, I think talking to my sponsor a lot, and she points it out, and then I'm like, is it really worth it to be that about whatever? But it's not just, you know, I think about work, but I think about like, (laughs) I mean, this was the scenario last week. I had my natal birthday last week, and... I was at breakfast with my parents and, um, I mean, it was lunch. And they were like, the the line is too long. That's it. We're going somewhere else. I'm like, no, I want to stay here. So it's like, is it really worth to fight over something like that? You know, like just, I think just um, banging my head against the wall many, many times. But I guess the cost versus the benefit. And then talking to my sponsor, that's like one of the most humbling things. I had an old sponsor who used to say, um, and I'll never forget it, she used to say, you can't save your face and your ass at the same time. And... um, Which actually doesn't have to do with your question. But anyways, that just... (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, hopefully I answered your question. Yeah? Um, Thank you, Natalie. I was wondering, you started to talk about that one year that you were angry at God, and I was wondering what changed... um, After, like, at the end of that year. Oh, okay, that's a good question. Um, So the question is, what happened uh, that one year I was angry at God because my sponsor got diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer, and what changed after that one year? Um, You know, I've never talked to to a person about their death and their memorial and that whole thing. Anyways, that's how it was with Nancy because because of her diagnosis. And we talked many, many times about... um, about her life, and about her death, and, um, she was so, for the most part, accepting of death, and, um, anyways, I don't mean to to have this chair be kind of, um, but she was so accepting that I, I felt like I should be more accepting, um, but I also ran out of steam, how long can you be angry for, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's not fair But, um, she did live eight years past what, um, you know, usually people live less than five years, and she did have a really good life, and she had a lot of people love her, who still love her, and, um, but I did talk to her many, many, many times about it. So, um, yeah, that was really healing, because I never talked to someone before about, it's like heavy conversation. (laughs) It's really heavy. So, um... Yeah. Took a while. Oh, um, could you... Thank you so much, Natalie. Could you talk about your experience of getting off of sugar? Oh, yeah. Um, so to talk about my experience getting off of sugar. Um, actually, that's that's a good point. I completely forgot to mention. So it took me a long time. So when I was in college, I had a sponsor, and she told me, you know, Natalie, I think you have an addiction to sugar. And I said, that is absolutely incorrect, and I was like, she is such a, you know, <laughs> Anyways, how did she even come up with this? So, um, so I'm talking to her every day for six months, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to prove her wrong. I was in the dorms at that time. I was uh, a junior or senior in college. Anyways, um, and I was going to prove her wrong. And I started noticing, like, when I put ketchup, it triggers a reaction. When I eat dessert... Even when I was eating, I got into the sugar-free um, yogurts. There was this one yogurt place. And, well, if you're eating, like, so many of these a day, that's not really normal. People don't do that. Um, I think I just realized, wow, she might be right. And then after six months, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't stop after one. Like, my reaction versus other people's reaction, Um you know, it's just, it was really obvious. But it was hard. It was hard to give up the desserts. Um, and then to give up white flour, I just thought, what the heck? I have to give up something else. Just forget about it. But, you know, these days there's so many alternatives to um, well, to white flour. But, um, but it was hard. And back 20-something years ago, now sugar is more, you know, but back then it wasn't as known and... Um, but I think banging my head against the wall many, many, many times because it's it's painful, you know. And the years go by, you know, they don't stop because you know I'm eating sugar. So. yeah. Hi, thank you so much. Um, I'm wondering if you could expand a little on what it's like coming in at 15, so young, relative. Oh to yeah, the rest of us. that's a good question. Um, how what was it like coming in at 15? Uh, well, you know, when I came in, um, I didn't understand 12-step programs. I never met anybody in a 12-step program. I got the information from my high school book. It said, like, if you have a problem with alcohol, go to AA. If you have a problem with food, go to OA. So I just thought, you come here, and something happens, and then that's it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know, you know. So I came to a meeting, people were very nice, and, um, so I went to many meetings. And, like I said, my mom drove me at that time, um, But I didn't understand that it's a lifelong problem, and it's an addiction. It doesn't get better. For some reason, I thought, I actually left program for two years, and I thought if I leave program, I'm not going to have all these food issues. You know, it's only because I'm talking about them all the time. (laughs) This is ridiculous. So, um, (laughs) really, I thought, you know, if I stop talking, you know. But anyways, that's not what happened. But um, I didn't understand... I mean, I was 15, and I was a smartass, but more than that, I never met anybody in a 12-step program, so I didn't understand, like, that it really affects your daily life. Some people, I think, are more hardcore compulsive over than others. For me, it affects all areas of my life, you know, but I am grateful I came in. I'm, I mean, I'm, I can't say I'm happy it took me 10 years, but because it took me 10 years, I really value it, and... Um, you know, I th- if I ever lose it, I can't imagine like getting it back it was so hard to become absent this time around. I mean it was really, really not easy. I think it's easier to stay abstinent than to become absent. Not to scare anybody who's on the podcast <laughs> or, <laughs> or on the Zoom, you know, but but um yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nail. It's going to hear you. Oh, the question I like to ask everybody is how do you sponsor? What literature do you like to use, and how do you work through the steps with people? Oh, oh, great, great question. Sure. Okay, so how do I sponsor? What what literature do I use? So one of the things I've noticed, um, especially when I was working with new people, is that working with them through the workbook really helps because it's very specific. So I do the workbook. Um, I actually have one sponsee right now. She just finished the workbook, so now she's doing. Uh, it's a workshop, you know, it's an online work but with the steps. Um uh I've done the big book. Um I tell people to write like a paragraph or about a paragraph or a page. But I think when they're just starting it's a little harder. Um, let's see what other way. Right now I'm doing it with my sponsor through the twelve and twelve, the OA twelve and twelve. Um I, I, I do think it's important just to keep making it interesting so it's not like the same thing every time, boring, because who wants boring? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've done all of those things and more things do come up because life keeps happening. Changes keep happening. Yeah. And you said how often do you talk to them? I talk to my sponsors, I would say about three, four times a week. And then my sponsor, also three, four times a week. Yeah. I used to have, like, five sponsors, but that was just too much, so now I have three sponsors, and now I can remember exactly what step everybody's on, exactly, it's like, it's hard to keep track of everything, including your own stuff, you know, so. How does a step happen? To hear me. Okay. <laughs> uh, how has uh, how has step three shown up in uh, work or financial stuff? Oh, okay. How has step three shown up in work or financial stuff? Um, that is so pertinent to today's world, because <laughs> uh, currently, without going into all the details, work is changing. I mean, well, the whole world is changing all the time, so uh, why not? But, anyways, my current work, a lot of things are changing, and. Um, if I didn't pray and turn it over and go for a walk and do all the things every day from all way, I'd probably be angry every day because of this, that, the other, and um, people are not doing it my way. And I don't have the energy for that. I just don't have the energy. Um, The way I look at it is I have whatever amount of energy. Like, let's say I have a hundred dollars worth of energy a day. That's all the energy I have. I don't have more energy. You know, I'm, my roommate got this kitten, and I'm like, "How do you have so much energy? I'm so jealous, <laughs> but you know she's four months old, and she has like a ton of energy, and she's like jumping all the time. It's like she's a <laughs> Louise people. but um and with finance, you know, I spent a lot of money on food. I actually owed my dad money when I finished college because of how much money I spent on pizza and other sugar and and sugary stuff. Of course, I didn't think pizza adds up, but then, you know, if you're eating pizza, anyways, you you get the point. So so with finances, it's really helped me because, um, I mean, of course I buy food, but I, you know, I buy, uh, I'm not binging all the time and eating all the time. Um, Let's see what else I have to say about that. I don't think finances are so much my issues. I think I have other issues. <laughs> you know, but... Um, but I used to spend a lot, a lot of money on food. A lot. Yeah. Which now I think about it, it's like, oh my God. Unbelievable. And going to this specific, you know, diet. And it's just craziness. Just it's, it's not just the money, it's the craziness that was involved in it. It was just a lot of craziness. So... Hi, thank you for your week. Oh. Can you share about your spiritual practice and what you do in the morning, and what you Yeah. Um, okay, to share my spiritual practice. Um, so, there's, um, this is OA approved. Their Region 7 has an OA journal that has, like, um, the prayers in the beginning. I do so much online that I like, like, to see something physically. <laughs> so... Um, you know, it has the serenity prayer, and the third step prayer, and the seventh step prayer. So I start that in the morning. And uh, I never thought I was going to be one of these people. But I'm one of these people who gets up at 4.30. I start that. And then um, take a shower, eat breakfast, take a shower. And then I read my four today. And then uh, Courage to Change. No, it's not Courage to Change. It's the other blue book. Oh, my God. Anyways, it's another daily reader. And then I do, um, I read 84 to 86. And I meditate. Um, I never thought I was going to meditate every day, but I do, and it really helps. Um, It's usually guided meditation. And then I used to pray when I was driving to work, but now I'm not driving so much. So um, I pray when I'm out in nature. Um, When I walk in the morning before work starts and before there are a lot of people out there, I'm an introvert at heart, and so it's just like that peacefulness is so... um, Relaxing and calming, you know, and that's and a lot of times I don't feel like there's somebody there, I feel like I'm praying to air, but um, it doesn't matter, you know, what I've learned, and that's something Nancy used to say all the time. She used to say, It doesn't matter what you feel, it's what you do, you know, and so I just do it. I can't think about oh, is this working? Is that what if I start thinking if everything's working, I just stay in my bed the whole day, you know, but um, so I do pray. Uh, I probably should pray more, but I do pray. Um, But that's how I start my morning. So, before I start work, I'm already like talking to my sponsor, talking to my sponsors, you know, doing prayer meditation, walking. So I feel more positive because when I get up in the morning, my mind is not always positive. That just that's just the way it is. Um, But it took a while to get to that place. I wasn't always willing. I remember like a few years ago. To even get up like 10 minutes earlier, I was like, why would I want to do that? But um, I think because it pays such dividends, it's um, it helps me so much just in daily living. The day's going to happen anyways, whether I do program or not. You know, but um, especially these days, I feel like my reaction to life, I can't control other people. I can't control so many things like, you know. I live in Long Beach so the ships that are out in Long Beach you know I can't control any of that but I can control my reaction to um to other people and that's helped so much yeah. mm-hmm. Could you actually elaborate on um how you got started on that routine that morning routine like like I know you mentioned it was gradual so like um what was like the first thing you did to help you get uh, started on that path You know, I don't remember exactly. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, The question is, um, how did I get into the routine of of having a routine in the morning? Um, Nancy was very disciplined. I used to be like, I have to take out the trash, and I have to do this, and I have to do that. And she like, stop complaining. And I was like, I am not done complaining. And she would be like, stop complaining all the time. And uh, so that was like our daily talk. And... um, (laughs) And, you know, after you talk, you say that so many times, you're kind of sick and tired of hearing yourself. So, um, so then I was willing, every time I, a little bit more and more willing. I think that I saw how much it helped just dealing with life. Um, but I, I don't know exactly how it all happened. You know, so many things have happened over the years, it's hard to remember exactly. But what I do know is that a lot of things are baby steps, and it happens very, very, very gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about the process of doing step nine, making your amends? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, the process of step nine. Step nine was hard. And I see, I, I see why many people leave. Um, you know, I made a few face-to-face amends. It's very humbling. You know, the, the funny thing is that it didn't really affect the other people that much. But it affected me. And... um Especially when you see somebody eye to eye, I mean there's nothing like it, even though they't they might not even understand you know i remember I'm in midst these you know um, two people I worked with a long time ago, and they had no clue, but I know, and it made a difference for me um, you know if i'm wrong, like um of course, I make mistakes like everybody does, and you know I say things I regret. I have to make amends promptly, I can't just wait, you know, that two in the morning is true, I really do wake up at two, and, um, let's see, so, for me, it's, it's not like a maybe, and then I, I had to go through, like, one by one through all those amends, it was painful, you know, I didn't want to talk about some, I mean, who wants to talk about everything, but, um... You know, I mean, but, but it really made such a huge difference. And I think what what helped was like doing like the easier ones first and like just taking one at a time and then to the harder ones. And then, um, yeah, it just gets easier because it's like, wow, I am holding on to all this. It's kind of like carrying, you know, my roommate's kitten weighs five pounds. So it's kind of like weighing her on me, you know, like five pounds worth of resentment. Who needs that, you know, or 20 pounds or 30 pounds? It just just adds up, you know, and so um, I can feel it in my body if I don't make an amends to somebody. Thank you, Natalie. Could you talk a little bit more about your relationship with your higher power? Sure, my relationship with my higher power. Um, Well, you know, when I first started the program, I was not into um, this part at all. I actually left because of it. I just thought, forget about it. But um, I think what my sponsor made me realize is that um, just to believe, I don't have to, you know, because I need an explanation and, you know, research, and everything behind it, and if that's the, you know, everything has to make sense, but I hate to tell you guys, life doesn't make sense, a lot of things don't make sense, and, um, so, um, it took me a long time to believe in a higher power, um, some stuff happened in my family history that was, um, really horrible, and, um, so, part of it, I didn't believe because of that, but then I realized, instead of calling it God, um, why not call it a higher power, and then something that I can, that is mine, that is more personal, you know, and um, so, like, when I look at the trees outside in the morning, when I'm out in nature, that's when I see something bigger, because, I didn't make the trees and the flowers and, um, you know, the ocean moving. And um, I just think nature is really magical. Um, well, nature and babies, but now my nephews are not babies anymore. <laughs> so they're all a little more grown. But but I went from, like, not believing to I do believe. I can't always explain, but I do notice when I pray, um, it does make a big difference. Something shifts. I wish I could explain I wish you know I could explain every single step and the rationalization and all of this, but that's why you have to experience it. It's not just... Reading the steps is just reading the steps, but living them and working them is completely different. Yeah. If nobody else has any other questions from Zoom, then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, did you have a question? Um, can you thank you so much for coming and sharing? Can you talk about your food plan and how it's changed over Oh, yeah, abs- so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my food plan and abstinence and how it's changed over time. When I first came into OA, I had these three huge meals a day. I mean, it, it was really huge. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I was willing to do at that time. And, um, ultimately, over time, it became, um, three meals and two snacks, and, um, it took me a long time, like I said, to give up, you know, the desserts, to give up the white flour. It's not officially part of my abstinence, but I don't eat, um, chips and pretzels for the, you know, like I said, not every time, but pretzels and chips for the most part, and, um... Oh, my God, I used to eat these animal crackers all the time. I just remembered that. (laughs) I mean, you know, just all these things that, like, even popcorn. I don't know. I have an addiction to, like, these things in bags. So um, I have a great sponsor right now. And she is, um, you know, she doesn't judge me, but I judge myself. And so when I tell her stuff, it's like, okay. So it just really helps to talk to my sponsor and be honest. That's why, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm going to, however long I'm here, I have to talk to my sponsor and be honest because um, to myself, I will lie. I remember there was this... um, There were a bunch of weeks where I went out and ate out and I didn't even realize it four times a week and I gained like 10 pounds in no time. It was unbelievable. And it's so, you know, for those of you who are taller, you know, I'm really jealous of you. (laughs) But anyways, for those of us who are short, it's just unbelievable. So, um, you know, I had to really pray and change things because this is just reality of being at my height, my age, and everything. But um, talking to my sponsor and being rigorously honest, which is hard, but it's worth it. So anyways, anybody who's struggling, um, it is possible. And um, like I said, it took me 10 years to get over 18 years. So thank you so much.